Welcome to A Better HR Business, the podcast that looks at how HR consultants and HR tech firms grow their businesses and how they help their employers to get the best out of their people. Remember, for show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Okay, let's get started. Hello, welcome back to the show. Great to have you along. Today, I have a very welcome return to the show, Shauna Moran, who is once upon a time from Ireland and is now in beautiful Canada. Shauna runs Operate Remote, a really interesting business and perfect for our time. So we're going to get into what it is. But Shauna, welcome back. Thank you so much for having me, Ben. Delighted to be here. How's Canada? Canada is wonderful. It's so great. I've been here for two and a half years now. I live currently in the city, but... We just got a house on a place called Bowen Island. So I'm going even more remote. I'm a country girl at heart. Wow. I know you're always very well tailored and well-dressed. So next time we meet, will you be wearing a lumberjack sort of top? What's the deal? Probably. Probably. Yes. And all the rain gear. Ah, That works. Brilliant. So, Shawnee, (laughs) you've been busy. I want to get into Operate Remote in a moment, but you've just written a book. I have. So yeah, managing employee burnout, how to create a happy, engaged and healthy team. As I said in the intro, it's perfect for our times because we've just been through hell and back and now we've got the whole quiet quitting and the works. So tell us uh, what is managing employee burnout and why did you write it? Yes, I'll start with the why. You know, as a remote and hybrid team performance coach, I had a lot of people contacting me when they shifted to remote work. And it was really interesting because what I noticed time and time again is that there was one major problem that companies continued to face. And that was burnout, you know? And it was like, once the world shifted to remote working and everyone was locked down, I remember reading a piece of research that said, 79% of the workforce are experiencing burnout. I remember in March, 2020, people were clocking up an extra 28 hours of work on average a month. Wow. Yeah. So the burnout epidemic was massive. And, you know, that concerned me as a coach. It concerned me because it was such a big problem. And I thought to myself, how do we actually solve this? And that's what I essentially started to do over the next two years was to spend my time and dedicate my time to not only understanding workplace burnout, but really understanding what are the different areas that we need to work on in tandem for us to actually make a change to workplace stress and alleviate that within our team so that they can be healthy, happy and engaged for the long term. And what I found was a lot of organizations were very much wanted to take a box, wanted to put a plaster over it. You know, they were increasing wellness budgets. They were giving their teams extra vacation time, but it wasn't getting rid of the problem. It wasn't solving it. And when I started looking at the research, I realized that, oh my gosh, you know, these wellness benefits, while they're great and people can get excited by them, Research actually shows that workplace wellness programs have no impact on overall health and sometimes they fail to move the needle on the very problem that they address, such as this stress and this burnout, right? So that's not the answer. 
So I was really determined to understand what were these root causes within organizations. And I started seeing common themes within the companies that I was working with. And that's essentially what this book is about. It's broken into that framework of looking at burnout, not as an individual problem, as a systemic problem within our organization. And it has to do with three pieces. The first one is the self. So we need to be equipped and self-aware within ourselves to be able to manage the stress cycle and be aware that the stress is actually happening in the first place. So we need to have that high level of emotional intelligence within ourselves and continuously develop that. What is the self-awareness required or it's to understand what's causing it? Is that what you mean? Number one, what's causing it. But number two, you might notice that you're stressed, but are you doing anything about it? Yeah, got it. A lot of people do realize they're stressed, but they don't do anything about it. So they're not breaking that stress cycle. So it's continuous. And that's what burnout actually is. It is stress that hasn't been successfully managed over time. So this is the framework? So this is the framework, the three pieces within the book. And what's the second stage of that framework? The second stage of that framework is the organization. So how are we as an organization setting up our processes internally and our culture internally that we are creating calm cultures? Yeah, that's the trick, isn't it? So that's a hugely important one, right? So we can be the best individual ever and manager stress and actually do things about it but if we're in back-to-back meetings all day every day and we don't have time for a lunch break because our company's processes around how we communicate aren't effective then we're actually the stress probably isn't going to be resolved right because we're in that environment or we can do all the work on ourselves and really start to create healthy boundaries and you know make the effective change and then you know, we go into work and nobody else is setting healthy boundaries and there is a lack of psychological safety present. And we don't know if we can actually log off at 7 p.m. because other colleagues are still working and we actually lack that safety to do that. Again, we're not actually solving the problem. So it does require on an organizational level that we get our processes intact and we get our culture in the right place as well. And we start to create that safety. There's a meme I saw doing the rounds of an American out of office message versus a European one. So the European office out of office thing says, I'm out for the next three weeks. See you next month, basically. Whereas the US version of that is, look, I'm going in for critical surgery. I'll be out for about three hours. But if it's really urgent, here's my cell number and I should be in full consciousness for about 30 minutes. So you should be able to reach me in that gap. Totally, yeah. It's that framework and that model and the guidance and the leadership that it all comes into play, right? Absolutely, (laughs) which is the final piece. You know, leaders have such a high influence. And of course, they have to lead by example themselves, right? If that particular guy that sent that out of office after his surgery, if he had a leader that was able to, you know, kind of stop that in its tracks and really coach him around that and create the safety that it was okay for him to put his health first, that would have been a very different out of office, right? And I know it's a joke, but it's a good example because I'm sure that it does happen. So when we think about how leaders can influence, we think about things like, of course, unfair treatment at work, but, you know, making sure that there is role clarity, you know, lack of role clarity is a leading cause of burnout. Lack of support is another huge cause of burnout. Unrealistic timelines, 
unreasonable time pressure. So again, these are all things that aren't revolutionary. We've all heard of them in different ways, but we look at a burnout problem and we try and solve it within an organization. And it's like, what new type of wellness benefit can we offer to solve this problem? You don't need the wellness benefits. You need to look at the basic foundation of how your leaders are set up, how equipped they are, how your processes and your culture is set up. What is the leadership by example within your organization? How are your team members continuously developing that self-awareness within themselves and that safety that they're able to take action to be able to manage stress? Yeah, absolutely. I always think back to, you know, leadership setting the example and either it's a famous book or a famous proverb or both, but the fish rots from the head. So the culture of yeah. an organization is led by the leadership of that group. And I always think back to a manager I had in a business there, he ran the operation and he was so good for guiding workplace safety and improving it. And so I really liked him and I loved the way he approached stuff. It's just unfortunate the one day he, he always walked around really quickly. So he was huge on safety, except he walked so fast that he slipped, tripped and hurt himself. And, you know, of course, Everyone respected the way he did and they saw it as an accident, but it wasn't a good look that the way he modeled his baby was kind of led to an accident. So yeah, it's all about leadership and guidance and setting the framework and those examples. So yeah. And how does this connect into operate remote? Exactly. What does operate remote do for organizations? So when I work with organizations and teams, I mean, essentially what I do is I'm coach at the forefront of everything that I do and burnout is a huge, it's a huge problem that a lot of my clients come to me with. So whether it is, you know, our team are burnt out, I'm burnt out as a leader, as a professional, as a CEO, what can I do to lead by example, more importantly, But because I'm a remote and hybrid team expert, I also work with organizations on those organizational processes and culture strategy as well. And because I'm a trainer, I also train leaders and individual contributors as well around leadership best practices in this type of environment and self-awareness, emotional intelligence, best practices within ourselves so that we can take control of our well-being. And be empowered in that way. So yeah, yeah, I'm, you know, essentially a human focused performance coach. That's what I call myself. And, you know, within being a human, all of these things fall into that, right? And being human at work, this is what comes up. Yeah, that's what I do. I support companies in really solving that problem if they want to understand what those root causes are and make changes. I think that's really important. Yeah, especially with this whole quiet quitting, it's a symptom or a a rephrasing of old problems. But the move to a remote-based workforce or hybrid work-based, it just means that old problems will be the shifted characteristics. We need to take new approaches to solving them. And so, yeah, I'm sure that some of that comes through in the book as well and the examples and some of the learnings and tips can be applied, right? Absolutely. It's lots of real-life experiences, lots of working in the trenches, solving this problem and working against this problem for the last couple of years. You know, for me, myself, I burnt out three times by the age of 27 in my corporate career. So, you know, 69% of women 
56% of men feel chronically exhausted. Seven out of 10 professionals experience workplace burnout. And on the quite quitting note, which I know has been around for a while, it's just we have this new fancy term for it now. (laughs) You know, nearly half of US workers decided to quit because of burnout. So it's a big one. And what I found in my research is not a lot of people are comfortable to talk about it. And that's because we feel that it threatens our character of of strength. You know, that if we do experience this, that there's, you know, something wrong with us or it's something that we have done wrong ourselves. How can we start to create the space to have meaningful conversations and vulnerable, powerful conversations about mental health at work? Because we need to have those conversations because I see it as a coach working with people one-to-one. People are struggling. Yeah, absolutely. And then switching to the business growth and you know marketing side. So what are you doing to get the word out there about the book and about the way you can help organizations manage their remote workforces? Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, I've been building my business now for four years. And I've been, you know, I'm a creator, I'm a writer. I'm lucky that I've built somewhat of a good audience up over the last couple of years. So for me, it's, you know, continuing with that value added content. That's the main thing. I'm just finished. I do a series of kind of free workshops over the, the year as well. So I'm just finished a workshop this morning around healthy habits to finish 2022 strong. And, you know, that's a lot of fun for me because I can add a lot of value and I can create those kind of smaller transformational moments for people. And it helps get the word out there about the work that I do too. So yeah, I'm always looking for ways to kind of add that value. And my main place has always been LinkedIn. You know, it's been that great platform to start conversations and interact around certain topics. And there really is a great community on there of people and HR professionals and people professionals that are very serious about this topic. So, yeah. Do you comment on there or is it more about doing posts or text and video? How, How do you use LinkedIn? I post every day. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So that's something that I've been playing around with I post every day and write something meaningful short sweet to the point and that tends to work really well and again not too promotional more of a value Mm. add I also post articles on there as well that I write I used to do LinkedIn lives but I'm going to start doing LinkedIn lives again I've never done one is you find that were good they are good, actually. You should try and see, do you like it? I find them very good. I find them good to, you know, have really meaningful conversations with people, get questions, have a conversation, have a discussion. So yeah, it can be worth it if it's done right. Brilliant. And so I, I know you have given talks around the place and I'm putting your name forward to different places from time to time to share your advice and tips to companies on you know, how to manage a remote workforce. So for people listening to this, it's always a great approach and and one that can really help get the word out there. But I love the way you're using LinkedIn. And yeah, I think that's a great idea as well. So finally, then if people want to learn more about what you do and about the book itself, what should they do next? Yeah. So if they want to learn more about me, I would say go to LinkedIn, Shauna Morn, and feel free to follow or connect with me. On my LinkedIn profile, you'll see absolutely everything that I do. You'll see the book. It's linked there. It's tagged there. The book is available for pre-launch. It's out in December. You can find it on Amazon. I don't know. Can I give you a show note to include? 
Of course. So I can actually give you the link to the book with the 20% discount for all your listeners as well there if they go. want to buy it. So Yeah. And yeah, if you're looking for the website, it's operateremote.com. So operateremote.com. Shauna, thank you very much and well done on writing the book. I know it took a lot of time and effort. So congratulations on that and all the best with the launch and with Operate Remote. Thank you so much for having me, Ben. Thanks for joining us today on A Better HR Business, the podcast that explores the world of HR consulting and HR tech businesses. For show notes and downloads, go to www.getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. That's getmorehrclients.com forward slash podcast. Remember to subscribe and share the show with any friends who are busy growing a HR business. Thanks and see you next time.